Now, I'm not going to be naive and sit here and say that you can just think your way to physical health, you know, while eating cheeseburgers and fucking chicken McNuggets all week long. The law of attraction is a law, a law like any other, a law of gravity. The law of attraction states that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into your life. Simple, right? Yes. Easy to understand? No. This law is the hardest law to understand, while also being the law most capable of being leveraged. Meaning, it takes a journey and years to truly internalize this law and validate its existence through your experiences with it, but it's easily accessible to any human being anywhere in the world. It can be leveraged to maximum potential you know, by anyone, rich or broke, happy or angry, fat or fit. It does not matter. Like everyone today, or almost everyone, I became aware of this law's existence through a book called The Secret. It's pretty popular. Um, at, there's a movie as well. And this book and movie, they, you know, it takes it to the next level in terms of making you truly believe that you can leverage you know, your imagination to create a, an external reality. You imagine things, you think things, you feel things, and therefore they come into your life literally from nothing. It makes you believe that you can simply think things into existence. I first read the book and saw the movie and bought into it. When I say bought into it, I don't mean to say that it's a scam and it's fake because it's definitely not but I bought into the most elementary version of the law without fully understanding it. Uh, I didn't buy into the whole thing, the core. I didn't invest fully in it. It's almost like the difference between thinking versus believing something. When you think, that's just your opinion. You think. When you believe, that's the truth as far as you're concerned. So the law of attraction for me was just another, oh, you know, that's cool. Yeah, true. Makes sense if you think about it. But I never actually did the homework on why it worked. I was just convinced that it did. And that, uh, in the grand, grander scheme of things, is not, is not enough. Um, so that's why I decided to uh, make an episode on it. I think if people, um, I guess, dive into it and know how to apply it in their lives, it can, really, it can really change their perspective and their outlook on their lives and the actions they're taking and what drives those actions. What are those actions caused by? Usually by our thoughts, by our feelings, and we can start changing things. We don't have to wait for outer the outer world to change in order to change our lives, if that makes sense. But I'll get into it. I think it's really important. I'm really passionate about changing your circumstances um, based on your thoughts, your feelings, um, and how th this thing can just... It's big shit, all right? So let me get into it. But there was a specific catalyst that I witnessed in my life that made me rethink everything. And it was Conor McGregor's performance, breakout performance versus uh, Jose Aldo. And Jose Aldo was the reigning undefeated, you know, for 10 years, only featherweight champion the, the division, the UFC division had, had ever known. Um, and I've always been into boxing, you know, combat sports. I got into UFC a little bit later, like when Anderson Silva was, was at the top of his game. Um, he made me like it, you know, kind of later on when GSP was in there. But uh, I've always been, always been into combat sports, boxing mostly. Um, 
but uh, you know, I knew who McGregor was. I wasn't too into him. I knew that the UFC was hyping him up as the next big thing. He talked big talk, but he also backed it up. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna see what this guy is is all about. But um, I've I've seen Jose Aldo destroy fools. So I was like, I think Jose Aldo has the edge. Like this guy, this guy's not too experienced, but. You know, I, I hadn't really seen McGregor fight too much. Only highlights, shit talking. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought this kid was over his head. You know, and, and he was skilled, had a good left hand. But I think Aldo would, would be too much. And uh, I didn't watch the fight. I was um, looking up the notifications on Twitter, and it was like, the fight started, and then, thirteen seconds later, right, Conor McGregor knocks knocks him out in thirteen seconds. The fight was over before it had even began it was over at the press conferences it was over at the stare downs in the mine uh he mentally broke this guy down and the fact that mcgregor knew what he was going to do and he believed it and it happened it was all just so just so shocking to me i i, I just couldn't i just couldn't believe it because this guy even you know in the in, in the locker room before his fight he was even like rehearsing the shot that actually knocked aldo out he was rehearsing this shit, and it's, he said it word for word, he predicted it, like, if it was a fucking screenplay, you know, and, and, and I, I just couldn't believe it, I, I thought, this man knows something that the average person does not know, he knows something, and I didn't know, I wasn't aware of what he knew, I wasn't aware of his philosophy, so I said, you know, I, I decided to, to go into it, I was, I was really intrigued, because I was like, there's something, something about, this this guy that he that he knows that people don't so you know i went to his started digging into his philosophy started to click for me he started as a plumber slowly made his way up you know his belief in himself and his abilities his work ethic and his his destiny i guess his belief that he had a destiny attracted all of his quote-unquote good fortune um and he he's a big law of attraction person he's you know he read books he ba he basically believes in speaking things into existence and not just speaking things like when you when you put yourself out there it's almost as if the words that you're speaking start entering back into your brain and and it kind of reinforces a belief in yourself and now that you f you feel like obligated to back yourself up if that makes sense so you speak it you walk you you talk the talk now you feel like you have to walk the walk and in order to walk the walk you have to work harder so it's like you're you're pushing yourself right because you're setting high goals etc um, you know, stoicism, there's plenty of philosophies. I'll get into like more details later, but this is basically what this guy believed in. I mean, he has said before that he's not religious. So he, he has never mentioned God or like given things to, to Jesus, you know, for his blessings after a fight or anything. Um, you know, he has operated with, with a different belief system, but I think that all of these belief, belief systems play by the same rules, more or less. Um, so I'm getting to the law of attraction, but I mean, Conor McGregor was one of the first guys that kind of got me into this and kind of got me researching it and really trying to find the truth behind the power of the mind, our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, and the effect that those things have on the world, on our perspective, on how we see the people around us, how we see, right, like um, how the universe moves for us. So for some people, it's always damn like um, with my luck, I'll never do this or with my luck, everything will go bad and things do go bad. 
but you start if you start thinking you know with my luck everything goes good for me with my luck i'll get that parking spot like little shit like that you know what i mean and things just start flowing for you i mean many many people many many celebrities like look it up fucking oprah steve harvey jim carrey uh what the fuck else man there's a bunch of there's a bunch of will smith a bunch of people have like a, a philosophy right of the law of attraction so it's a fucking law it's not like some fugazi smoke and mirrors thing like it's a, it's actual truth and it, it, it sounds yes like witchcraft whatever but um you have to learn how to how to use it how to how it works you have to understand it in order in order for it to work you know what i mean if that makes sense um so people generally know the law of attraction only attracts things and events and good fortune etc but it's a far bigger animal than just that it attracts people and actions by certain people so it's a phenomenon that that i felt the need to kind of read into and inform myself just out of curiosity and i really wanted to get down to to the bottom of it of it i've read books from you know former neurosurgeons or and current neurosurgeons who questioned like their belief system after a, a near-death a near-death experience for example um also to like to the propagators of what we call like the the new thought philosophy itself like the author prentice mulford um i'm going to talk about the origin of this philosophy the new thought philosophy because in order to talk about the law of attraction we have to speak of it objectively and not subjectively so people um like especially i mean today a lot of my family is religious i'm religious i'm a catholic um so i have catholic values etc and a lot of like the traditional conservative catholic values religious values whenever you talk about the power of of the human mind and the power that, like they they kind of push it away they they reject the idea that the human mind and the human consciousness has has power in and of itself they kind of give all glory to god and give the power to god and while that's true and uh, like 100 you should but it's not it's, th these things are not mutually exclusive right so we have to think of it from a different angle we have to like shed the the weight that comes with just being set in stone and in the rules uh that 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 the, that your specific belief system or your your religion sets for you you know what i mean you have to be open in order to get to the bottom of it so the bottom of it is reached when we search for truth and in order for, to search for truth we have to search for the truth about the law of attraction and it's a law like it's it's true because it's a law right so in order to to uncover what it means we have to get to the bottom of the new thought philosophy that this is what brought the law of attraction to the mainstream um you know, I'll go over a paragraph on Wikipedia that does a really good job of describing the movement and its philosophy, and I'll be sneaking in my little comments uh, on certain things just to keep the ideas fresh. But on Wikipedia, uh, the New Thought movement is is described as quote a spiritual movement that developed in the United States in the 19th century, considered by many to have been derived from the unpublished writings of Phineas Quimby. The contemporary New Thought movement is a loosely allied group of religious denominations, authors, philosophers, and individuals who share a set of beliefs concerning metaphysics, positive thinking, the law of attraction, healing, life, force, slash energy, creative visualization, and personal power. Um, now, my thoughts on this, I mean, Phineas 
Quimby. I looked him up. According to Wiki, he was an American clockmaker, mentalist, and mesmerist. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, like a professional mesmerist. But, you know, he was born in 1802 in New Hampshire and died at 64. Now, with Wikipedia, anyone in the world can write about absolutely anything. So you know you're getting the best advice, Michael Scott. But Quimby was an exponent of mental healing. Now, on Britannica.com, um, I searched up his like kind of fucking biography as well. It says he was generally regarded as the, f- the founder of the New Thought Movement and defines the movement as a religion, metaphysical healing cult. This is what Britannica.com um, defines this movement as. Now, the term cult has has been used similarly to the term conspiracy. Whenever someone says anything that contradicts existing wide-held beliefs that actually seem to make sense on the surface, at least, uh, it, all it takes is for someone to utter conspiracy or cult. And every idea that the conspiracy or cult suggests is automatically discredited. This is the easiest and best way to keep the status quo, to keep people in the bubble, uh, in the system that you make the rules for, this is how you control a vast majority of the population. <clears throat> After indoctrination, the teachers and figures of authority don't have to correct or police their followers. The people police themselves, right? It's similar to what we're what we're seeing today with the whole wear mask thing. Motherfuckers see one person not wearing a mask in public and they lose their minds. Oh my God, you're so selfish and caring. Disgusting. These are the same people that shout conspiracy as soon as something seemingly true conflicts with their beliefs with the paradigm whatever pegs you know squares don't be one research educate you know like like they say you'll believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see therefore in order to get the whole truth you have to go out and fucking church it for yourself experience it for yourself people i mean people like me and there's a lot of people out there like me who don't want to brainwash you just kind of provide you with yo this is the side of the facts that you might not be aware of that's that isn't going around in the mainstream media that people don't want you to pay attention to, <clears throat> you know, take it for what it is, but this is the truth. And if it conflicts with, with what you believe, then I, I would suggest go and do your own research. I'm not going to tell you what to believe because it's always best seeing it with your own eyes. Right. So, you know, back to, back to this, this fool, uh, Phineas Quimby, Quimby held the belief that all illness is basically a matter of the mind. This is more commonly known as the placebo effect. Now, I'm not going to be naive and sit here and say that you can just think your way to physical health, you know, while eating cheeseburgers and fucking chicken McNuggets all week long. So just be realistic. When you talk about illness is a matter of the mind, oh, it seems kind of kind of new, new age shit, some kind of witchcraft shit. But when you talk about the placebo effect, right, all of a sudden, oh, I mean, scientists, doctors, Motherfuckers who have studied for years in traditional academia all of a, you know, acknowledge the existence of the placebo effect, and so should you. So when someone discredits a philosophy that places great importance on, for example, the power of the mind, thoughts, energy, they are discrediting the tried and proven placebo effect in a sense, right? And that's pretty short-sighted. Quimby believed that cure lies in discovering truth. Cure lies in discovering truth, according to Britannica. He believed he had rediscovered the healing methods of Jesus Christ himself. Now, this is an extremely like risky subject to speak of because obviously religion is one of, if not 
the most commonly held and deepest rooted belief systems of all time. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying religious religion is bad. I, I actually believe it's very important and it's very good. Um, I spoke about the importance of a good belief system in episode one, uh, but but religion itself it is dogmatic and indoctrinated, and this is really important. Please pay attention. I don't want to get misinterpreted. When I say dogmatic and indoctrinated, here's what I mean. Indoctrinated means that it is taught and accepted as truth without critique or pushback. This is the age-old model of teacher, student, parent, child, master, apprentice, pastor, church, etc. The student is there to be taught and only questions for more answers. They don't question the answers themselves, if that makes sense. And dogmatic describes the essence of a belief system rather than how it's passed down. The set of values instilled in something through indoctrination are dogmatic. They are taught as being true. Therefore, they are not questioned. Because why would you question something that is true? After all, it's true as far as you're concerned. I will go into the topic of, you know, Jesus Christ and like religion in, in in a whole other episode because it's a complex one that I'm you know I don't know all the answers I've I've read books listened to interviews speeches you know audio books whatever whatever it takes I just wanted to get different perspectives on on it and I think it's something if I'm gonna spend my time on um, I want to know the truth and it's a complex issue so I don't I'm not going to sit here and, and speak to you guys like if I know everything, it's a it's a journey as well. So all this is helping me as well. Um, it's helping me kind of write my thoughts down, say my thoughts, say them out loud and, and think as as we go along. Um, you can't really structure your arguments and your thoughts correctly if you don't speak it or put it on paper. So this is what this is what I'm doing. But I think. The whole religion, you know, thing and and um, talking about Jesus and his his miracles, all that. I really want to get into it eventually because there's something true about that for somebody to say that. Oh, it was just oh, he you know he didn't he he didn't uh, do miracles. It's just bullshit. Or the miracles were. I think he. I personally think he did, but it's a whole other topic. You know, it has to be given the space. And they're respected to do so for now we're just going to te- uh, speak about the new thought movement the law of attraction things that we can really relate to um immediately i guess in our immediate lives so the new thought movement holds and this is still from um from the definitions from the uh, britannica um or wiki actually the new thought movement holds that infinite intelligence or god is everywhere spirit is the totality of real things true human selfhood is divine divine thought is a force for good sickness originates in the mind and quote-unquote right thinking has a healing effect now although new thought is neither monolithic meaning static uh, nor doctrinaire meaning that it must be taught the modern day supporters of new thought share some core beliefs um the first one, that God or infinite intelligence, and and these people, you know, part of the New Thought movement. It's not a religion. Like, make no mistake, this is not a new religion. It's just a movement um, that 
advocates for thinking in new in, in in a new way. You know what I mean? That has been has been thought before. So it's you know people can be religious um, and take part in kind of thinking from things from a new perspective. Uh, but they they share some some core beliefs, and this is the first. So God or infinite intelligence is supreme, universal, and everlasting. Um, the second, divinity dwells within each person, that all humans are spiritual beings. Um, now, a little, a little uh, comment from, from myself. Nobody becomes spiritual or develop, develops spirituality. They uncover it. This is like Christianity's belief that God exists in each one of us, even in the Bible, right? Uh, I mean, I don't like quoting the Bible to make a point, per se, because it's an, it's an argument from authority. Maybe you don't believe in the Bible. Maybe you're not a, a Catholic or, or religious like me. Um, so I don't like like to quote it to, to prove a point. But there are some just absolute gems in this Bible that every single human being can relate to, like ever in, in history. You know, it's, it's things that are like true to our core. I don't know how, how they did it, but it's true. Um, you know, if something has stood the test of time and space like the Bible, then it's definitely worth paying attention to. Anyone who discredits like passages in the Bible simply because, you know, oh, some some cultists wrote it in, in you know, uh, a, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago to control the people. They don't really know what, what they're saying, what, what it means. I, I, I doubt they've ever even tried to read the Bible or actually pay attention to what it says and what it tries to prophesize. But um, you know, in the Bible, when the Pharisees questioned about when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus said, quote, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you, end quote. This is Luke seventeen twenty to 21. So this has that connection to the new thought movement, right? In that divinity dwells within each person, but all while acknowledging the existence of God. Um, so I, I know like maybe like you know, the traditional church, like Catholic viewpoint is that, you know, we don't want to think of ourselves as all powerful. We want to give the power to God. And yes, correct. But you have to understand that God exists in you. Right. So God can give you the power. So you think of it that way. Right. Point point three, the, the, the third shared core belief, uh, the highest spiritual principle is loving one another unconditionally and teaching and healing one another. Um, a little comment on my end in chapter one, John 420, John writes this quote, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, who, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. End quote. Now, let's wrap our heads around this passage. And this goes out to everyone who claims to love God and love Jesus. And they stand on some sort of moral high ground simply because they have a, a, a rosary hanging from their rearview mirror or something. You know, going to church every Sunday doesn't make you a better person than the person who doesn't go to church every Sunday. Um you know, but I don't understand how you can do all this and on paper be a Catholic, but still have resentment in their hearts for anyone. And, and, and it says it in here in this passage, you can't love God, but hate your brother. Right. Everybody on earth, every human is a manifestation of God by this passage. They, they were born. God made this happen. God is within you. Jesus is within us. 
Um, so if you truly believe in, in God and, and love God, but don't acknowledge God's divinity in another person and hate them as a result, then you're you're not acknowledging God. So how can you believe in God? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a function that feeds into itself and you cannot be caught in how the function works because you'll go crazy. You just need to trust that it does work. And in the end, you believe that it works, it'll work. Um, that's the charm of, of belief systems when they're done right. Now, we all know that continuing to truly love a stranger unconditionally is probably not realistic, near impossible. If that stranger, for example, serves no personal benefit to your life or is just that you know detrimental um, I've said before that the only unconditional love is that of the mother for her son but I think when it says unconditional it refers to what our default outlook and connection with strangers should be when the Bible refers to strangers as all brothers and sisters and you know children of God and it is speaking in these terms I think that you should not have a negative default outlook on people in the world um, always thinking about maybe what they can do for you, right? But just genuinely care for their for their overall well-being. Uh, personally, when I got over this hump, it was life-changing. I started seeing divinity in people. I started seeing um, just like you know, my mom and them or my brother and them and started really kind of connecting with them and just kind of feeling like kind of empathizing in their way and, and knowing that everybody has a purpose. We just all want the same thing we want the basic things in life, you know what I mean? Like to feel part of something, family, have a purpose, fucking reproduce probably, right? Love, etc. Um, and for a lot of people, the purpose is, is in religion. And that's, that's why I think it's very important. Um, and these are total strangers, by the way. Like uh, you have to, I, I ended up kind of seeing strangers just looking them in the eye and be like, I feel you. And it's weird. And I feel like a hippie tree hugger, but it is what it is. People know who I am and how I am, and I can talk about his shit and be a certain way and be brash, but that doesn't make someone less empathetic, right? Um, every human being is different in their own way, but alike in the same ways. So we must really understand these things within ourselves to then connect with others on that same level and feel that common ground. It's easier said than done. Um, number four um, in this list that the right the the new thought movement holds um the the these shared common beliefs so our mental states are carried forward into manifestation and become our experience in daily living um end quote this one is pretty self-explanatory at least in comparison to the rest like it's it's been said a man becomes what he thinks about all day long uh, you can read books like think and grow rich by napoleon hill or you know personally one that i have uh, Thoughts Are Things by Princess Mulford. I, I haven't even read uh, Think and Grow Rich, but I've listened to some parts of the audiobook on YouTube and I heard, obviously, it's a, it's a big book. It's a, it's a global global scale book. Um, you know, when, when factoring your mental state in your life, it's pretty simple. I like this quote from Albert Einstein on this. One of my favorites, he said, the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly, in a friendly or a hostile universe, end quote. Uh, this will determine your outlook on life and the actions of those you interact with every day. It'll determine if you think they're taking it, they're they're doing something bad or doing something good. Uh, so please put in the effort to correct this if you feel things aren't going your way. Start with you know exercising, then eating right, then reading, then meditating. Um, all these things contribute to getting your mind in that positive frequency, and it will it will show in your life. 
So those are just the general beliefs that are held uh, by advocates of the New Thought Movement. Um, personally, years went by. You know, I, I went through my early years like everyone else, um, but I was always like a, a curious individual. I'll tell you that, you know, always ask questions, always doubted existing beliefs. I don't know why, you know, paradigms. I'd ask my mom why. She would answer, okay, but why or how? I, what? You know what I mean? I would always ask questions in school. Like, even if teachers, you say, does anybody have any questions? And like somebody would answer, said like, ask a question that was valid. But I would always have like stupid questions in my head I, that I thought were stupid. But I asked them either way because I knew that I was like, okay, if I have a question, if I have this question, then somebody else in this fucking room has that same question. So I'm just going to ask it. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like the Chinese proverb says, he who asks a question is a fool for five minutes. He who does not ask a question is a fool forever. So make sure you ask questions always. First of all, you'll know after you ask questions. And second of all, I mean, it, it's always humble. You always grow more humble because somebody, you have to admit that somebody knows more about something than you do, right? So you're always learning, learning from everybody, everything. It doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Just learn, learn, learn. Um, and in turn, like, you always be, be, be kind of grateful for people for, for teaching you things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I always ask questions, but when the people around me stopped being able to satisfy me with their answers on why they believed the things they did, I just took it upon myself to go research. And, and um, I mean, here we, here we are now, you know, so after, after I had done, you know, heavy, heavy research and informed myself on this law, for example, and why it worked and how it worked. I mean, I read writings, listened to beliefs from other religions in, in order to expand my horizons, to be honest, you know, um, but I did it the right way though. You know what I mean? I was never, I never converted religions. I was always anchored in my own religion at the end of the day. There was never a point when I did not believe in God. There was never a point when I did not acknowledge the benefits of having a religious institution and place of worship like church to gather individuals, families, right? With a, with, with a common goal to better their lives and find spiritual peace. You know, I never strayed too far from that. Um, and I was blessed because my mom instilled me uh, with a very important Christian value since since birth. So I'm very, very blessed. Um, but I did end up reading, you know, certain Hindu, Hindu like scripts, whatever, Buddhism, Taoism, just kind of expanding and seeing where, where certain religions overlap in their belief systems. Um, other more esoteric perspectives on God, and what's actually happening around us and within us and out there, uh, I came to the conclusion that the most popular and traditional religions overlap right in, in the same ways. They all have more or less the same idea of God and what God is. They just have different, you know, prophets or whatever. Um, God is called energy in some religions or the universe, etc. For example, if you replace in this in this like phrase, if you replace God with energy. Or, or the universe, when when saying, you know, God is, has been, and always will be, then you can see how they can be interchanged, like energy. Energy is, has, has been, and always will be, because energy cannot be created nor destroyed, right? God cannot be created or created nor destroyed. God can only change forms. In Christianity, we believe in the Holy Trinity, or the different forms and different states of God, right? It's God, Jesus, and, and uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, there are also similarities in how the afterlife is perceived, but this goes 
deeper into the religious topic and that again is you know is for another episode because that's just way too complex and i'm not on shrooms or lsd like joe rogan so motherfuckers moving to texas son. yeah we gotta move to texas gotta move to that red state boy all right so that's just me explaining the movement that i wouldn't say gave birth to law of attraction because Allah is a law it's constant within the conditions it operates in this law operates within human beings and, and the mind and so forth uh, so as long as human beings have been conscious of their own existence, then this law has existed. So, and that's that's gonna be it for today. I know I didn't get deeper into the topic um, and specifics, just because I don't want to run over on time. I just generally want to keep it under 30 minutes. I'm already over fucking 30 minutes. But you know, for when you are doing chores, going on a walk, hike, or commute, pop in the ox, listen to this, and listen to any other. Any other, um, you know, podcasts, interviews, speeches of people who, who who get into this stuff as well. I recommend maybe like Jordan Peterson. He 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 really thinks of, um, you know, he really tackles the whole religious and spiritual topic and God from like a psychological and biological point of view. I really fuck with that fool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, this is all stuff that's been there. It's out there. Like I said, not all, all ideas are not my own. I just formatted it in my own way or for those who know me. And I know I don't bullshit, son. I say how it is. So I always try to relate it back relate it back to, to day-to-day life, fucking you know, society, women, goals, etc. Because these laws and ideas are constant throughout any field. It's in the search for truth that we grow and become closer to God and become spiritual and start leveling up in that way. And then success starts finding you as a result. So that being said, uh, I, I want to leave you all with a quote. I came across that I really like and, and I think it is a good job in describing the relationship between humans and God and the importance of, of seeking peace. So here's a quote. A human being is a part of the whole, called by us the universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his own consciousness this delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and whole of nature in its beauty. End quote. And that's from the genius, the gangster, Albert Einstein. I'm out this mug. Peace. <laughs>